0: So for, for me, being vulnerable is being authentic and to just truly embrace exactly what I'm going through in this season of life, because it, it might help even if it's just one other person.
1: Welcome to the phase four podcast inspired by Vishen Lakhiani and Ajit Nawalka, co-founders of Evercoach, a division of Vine Valley. In this podcast, we speak to coaches and creatives about where they were, where they are, and where they are going. This is the intersection of what we focus on expands, and your story is your superpower. My guest today is Kayla McGuire, personal holistic coach who takes a deep dive into the I am, and then takes the I am out of the word impossible, in order to make your desired future reality possible. Kayla is a bright light and her aura shines bright. A country music girl at heart with a love for nature, music, and adventure. Coach K is bringing her A game to the field of coaching. Kayla, welcome to the podcast.
0: (laughs) JP, thank you so much for that intro. Yeah, so um, yeah,
1: your story is awesome. I look at your Instagram and I just see the messages and they're so consistent. And they resonate a lot with me because it's the same kind of ideas and um, what we want to bring to the world, right? And so maybe we kind of start, I have a feeling I know where, where it came from and why I do that, but maybe you tell us your story of how you got into coaching.
0: Yeah, okay. So um, it's kind of a funny start to it. Really, it was my introduction into Mind Valley. once I turned the corner from a personal development season of my life where it was just this, little whisper to really start getting intentional about um bringing more awareness to my life and what was happening and that kind of comes from either a multitude of avenues but personally for me it came from you know this um, this work that i was doing and feeling very unfulfilled and so that transformed over time to where i started to find myself unhappy, and not living life like I felt I was meant to. And I didn't even know what that meant. But basically, um, that transformed my mind to start thinking, okay, how can I start to bring happiness more into my life? And what does that really look like? And just getting curious about that. And that's when I found Mind Valley on podcasts. I was starting to listen to podcasts. I was working out in the morning, and just found that music wasn't really doing it for me anymore. And threw on a podcast one day, and um, then I found Mind Valley. And the content that they were producing at that time was it was just speaking to me. So um, how it ties into coaching is kind of funny. I was uh, in my kitchen making breakfast one day and just scrolling through my podcast. Okay, let me just throw something on. And a title just jumped out at me. And the title was, Are You Unhappy at Your Job? And I was like, click. Yep, <laughs> sure I am. And that was the podcast that Agit and Vision were on to introduce the uh, life coach certification through Mind Valley. And I sat that day and just... Thought, okay, I didn't even consider, I didn't even know what life coaching was. And I was not really considering making a move outside of the um, profession that I was in. But that hit a heartstring and made me really sit and reflect to say, okay, there's something to this. And w- what is it? And could this be my out from the, the misery that I thought I was in? Right. And yeah i sat with that for a couple days and i think we ended up there was something about valentine's day i think that was either we were starting on valentine's day or we had to purchase it on that day but i was like you know what that's gonna be my valentine's day gift to myself
1: amazing yeah valentine's day was the first day of that course and i'm like you could feel the love right away from a thousand people um and so there was something real cool you just said about um uh, how you you're in the gym doing the workout and that you you the music wasn't doing it so you started opening your mind to something else podcast some people it's audiobooks but there's a little great tip in there for anybody do two things like that together do your exercise and learn something go for a walk listen to an audiobook at the exact same time and you're killing it with that You're habit stacking two things at the same time authenticity is what comes to mind when I look at your story, read your quotes, look at your Instagram. And so I think it's really cool. It's for anyone. We're Obviously, we're going to put that in the show notes, but just your soft palettes, your inspirational messages, your motivational material. And when I say authentic, it's like whoever knows you and sees you will see it. Like your point of view, um, your videos, they're just real authentic. There's no script to it. you just talk and it comes out and it's
0: obvious. Thank you for saying that, uh, because it's hard. It's hard to put yourself in front of people that you you don't even know and you have no idea who's going to see it. But it was just that, you know, to try something on and to know that it's going to change and to evolve and be okay with it. it might be looking different in a year or two years, but at the core of it, am i still speaking from my heart am i still speaking you know through that season of life that i'm experiencing right now and is it is it just vulnerability really at the end of the day so for for me being vulnerable is being authentic and to just truly embrace exactly what i'm going through in this season of life because it it might help even if it's just one other person and that person might just be me at that time and that's okay Right. Like if it's going to help me even in that day to get over whatever I have got going on, then fine. Post the real post, the inspirational quote, post whatever you got to post. And I just hope that it, it does help someone else.
1: Yeah, for sure. That's awesome point. And it's also um, it allows you to get out of your head. Right. Because we think all these things and then you can look at the evidence that you made and say, Maybe my head is trying to trick me out of it because this is what I'm saying. And this feels way more right. I love that. Exactly. Uh, so, so now you're a coach. I know you have a, a custom program for small businesses. Do you want to talk about that for a bit?
0: Yeah. So, you know, as we get in our coaching businesses or they say, you know, niche down, there and again if i if i can just encourage anyone out there who's starting their coaching business or who, who's thinking about um getting a coach you know they really talk about um finding your craft and and honing in on one specific area and i do believe that there is power behind that to be consistent and to be um you know dynamic in that category but then there's also to the point of you have to bring your own awareness to yourself at, at what's going to land for you at that time. What is going to work for you in that season of life and being totally okay that that's going to change and evolve. And so right now, um, you know, I thought I made some harsh demands when I started my coaching business. I said, I'm not coaching businesses. I'm not coaching corporate people. I'm not going to do, you know, even small businesses. And it's funny what life will, will do to you. You know, you, you stand there and you make these harsh demands and Um, I started to attract small business owners. I was not attracting what I set out for my ideal client or my avatar. And it was like, okay, let me take a step back and just start to get curious again. Why is this happening? What am I missing? What am I not looking at? Is this something that I could potentially um, excel at? And it was the connection of like, wait, I, I can authentically relate to small business owners because I am one. And right now it is I'm I'm not closing any doors and I think that there's um for me right now it's keeping the gate open and saying okay this door right now I'm just going to focus on and that that small business owners um right now and it's been an amazing journey to connect especially with local small business owners at the, their pain points and small business owners that have been in business for years and, and new business owners. And it's, it all comes down to pretty much the same pain points. Like, okay, I can do that.
1: Brilliant. Yeah. It's funny when you could see it and they can't see it and you're like, kind of, you don't want to tell them, but you want to like bring them towards it. And then once they see it, they light like, light bulb goes off and you're like, hey, they got it. I could tell by their face.
0: Yes, that's it that's it
1: (laughs) so i also am hearing a lot of like evolution like i know this is going to change but i'm okay right now and that's amazing that's the way to do it so sometimes we like you just said there about the small business you didn't expect it so life gives us what we need not what we want but the fact that you can see like this is a constantly changing thing and just because i'm here today doesn't mean that's where we're going to be tomorrow that's so important i think um And as we're coming through the season, winter's just finishing, spring starting. I'm not sure if you noticed, but our community that we have, there's lots of coaches. I noticed a lot of action the last couple of weeks that wasn't there. It was like, right. the the silence was almost deafening over the winter. And now all of a sudden, it's like, bam, bam, everybody's like doing something. So that just shows everyone went to work, put on the next iteration of themselves, and we're all evolving. So what are you evolving into right now? You
0: know, I think where I'm at in my life currently is to be in acceptance. And so, I, I, a short story: a friend of mine came to me, and she had, um, she she had this interaction with her biological father that, that she had no connection with for years, and, and he was dying. And so, she decided to go and um, you know be with him and try to make amends towards the end. And she said something to me. When she came back from that experience and she said, acceptance creates peace. And throughout my content, I have really tried to narrow down very simple keywords that people can remember because when we have these long lessons or these long quotes, we get lost in it, right? And it's, can we find just maybe three words that start to um, connect to each other that you remember? And when she said that, she said, acceptance creates peace. Well, if we flip that, I think right now, what is evolving in, in me is to be in continual connection with accepting my present moment, even if it's chaotic, even if I don't know what I'm doing, even if I don't know the, the next step, can I say, okay, this is happening for me right now. It's teaching me something. It's not bad. It's not wrong. I'm exactly where I am supposed to be. And can I bring myself to to that acceptance? And once you do, I, I believe firmly that you will start to see yourself be in a more peaceful state. Other people around you will be in a more peaceful state, right? The chaos and the overwhelm won't continue. And it's bringing yourself center again, finding that, that inner compass of, of yours, getting still, I would say that's my my focus point of when I know that I'm spinning, I know I'm overwhelmed. Okay, that's my time to get still. Breathe, meditate, visualize, whatever that is for you. And say, can I just accept this present moment for what it is and create more peace in my life? And I believe that if we flip that again is peace creates acceptance. If you notice that you can bring yourself to a peaceful state and others around you are in a peaceful state, you are creating acceptance for what is and whatever that is around you during that time. Starting a business, learning a new skill, starting a family, whatever that is. And I would say what is evolving in me is acceptance, creating more peace in my life because it has been chaos. It has been starting two businesses in less than a year, right, and having, okay, what do I even do? How do I completely change a profession I've known my entire life and start two businesses? What? But being in acceptance, like, hey, you know what? Yeah, life gives you what you need. I love that you said that. And to just accept even when it doesn't necessarily go along with your own agenda, but you're not in control. Love it. Uh, I'm sorry, I a bunch of stuff. Self-love, compassion, self-compassion.
1: And so all of these things come together and then it's almost like a ripple effect where it starts on the inside and then it just spreads outside. And then that business owner that you're helping to see the light that he's been trying to stumble over for maybe 10 years or so, now he's the better off. Then his family's better off. His kids are better off. And it just doesn't stop. I I love, love, love it. Um, And so someone told me once that... You have this really cool white walls that you use while you're coaching. Can we talk about that? Cuz I think it's we, awesome.
0: That's so funny. I have uh, I just I just took it down, but early in my coaching, um so one of the first things I ever did to my new house was I made one wall an entire whiteboard. It was 13 by 8 but whiteboard. And when I was trying to figure everything out in my style of coaching and and listening to what everybody was saying. Some people need to not only talk and speak, but some people need to see it, right? And it's very hard to see feelings, very hard to see, you know, the, the big picture when we're not able to write the small things down. And so the one day I was talking to this woman and I, I had my whiteboard next to me. I'm like, well, this is totally unplanned, but I feel like you just need to see what you're talking about right now. And I just turned the camera and she sees my huge, huge whiteboard. And it's just how I was processing information at that time and drawing out everything, making circles, connecting the dots. And it was this moment, just like you said, that aha moment, she just sat back and she knew everything she was talking about. She knew where she wanted to go. She knew all of these moving pieces, but she needed to see it. And so when... When I did that, and that I just felt it, I felt that feeling of like, okay, there's something to this. I need to utilize this in some way, and I did for a few months. And then there, again, there was that season of saying, yeah. I woke up one day, I'm like, okay, but this is not, you know, the most, you know, efficient use of my space, and you start moving some things around. And I that that took me forever to take that down because that was a piece of me that felt like a, a piece of me. But it was like, okay, can I grow through that? Can I take that down and say, can I learn even a new system? or create something that's not a 13 by eight foot whiteboard.
1: Beautiful, yeah, that's a great uh, a great one. Like maybe now if you're not gonna use it, I might start using something like that. <laughs> we have tables, we got chalk paint for the tables. And so the kids can like write, the tables are black, but the kids can write on the table with chalk and then you just wipe it off. It's amazing. Yeah. yeah. Um. So also in that last exchange, I heard a lot about resilience and so i just learned something really cool there's we all know about the four minute mile right the um oh my gosh what's the four minute mile what's his name okay anyway so we all we know the four minute mile um roger banister okay so we all know about the four minute mile roger banister he run around and Doctor said, you can't do it in under, under four minutes. It's impossible. Your heart will explode. And he said, try me. And so he became the first person to do it. And since then, 2,000 people have done it. Six weeks later, another person did it. So the belief, when we talk about beliefs, that's it. There was no belief. And then this guy did it. Now he has the belief. Now other people have the belief and 2,000 people have done it. There's a guy from Kenya named Elliot Kipchoge. And he just ran a marathon in under two hours, 26.2 miles, under two hours. And doctors and scientists said it wouldn't be done until 2075. And so this guy tried um, a couple of times before he actually got it. And he he missed it by 20 seconds. He had like this whole Nike thing and they were like filming it and it was this big publicity thing. He missed it by 20 seconds. but. <laughs> couple years later he went and he did it and he beat it by 20 seconds and so when i hear you talk about resilience that kind of stuff comes to mind and it ties in with beliefs and so just humans are resilient by nature but check your belief system what do you believe are you sure that your belief does it still serve you today is it something that used to serve you and doesn't anymore because we're resilient and another thing i know i'm rambling another thing uh and I saw this kid at hockey the other day. It's called stick and puck. You just go and everyone brings a stick and puck and there's like 40 people trying not to bump into each other. Yeah. And so there's this one kid, he was in grade five, maybe 10 years old. He was awesome. And afterwards I was like, hey man, you're awesome. And he goes, "Um, yeah, I don't have enough grit. And I was thinking, what? What do you mean you don't?" I'm like, of course you don't. You're only 10 years old. You don't <laughs> live long enough to have grit. What? someone is telling him that like a coach or someone else is telling him you don't have enough grit and now this kid's walking through his life thinking he's not good enough and he doesn't have enough grit at 10 years old so we need to question our beliefs that kid hopefully when he gets older maybe he can change his belief system because someone else believes in him but i'm getting away from it now um i do want to talk okay so um so i I think I know some of your favorite Mind Valley quests and authors, but you want to talk about that for a little bit?
0: Yeah, absolutely. Can I make one comment on the um, on the hockey kid. So to tie in both of the resilience and your belief system, words have weight. and clearly that kid has heard that word before. but now it's weighted within his internal belief system and the whole not good enough good enough it's it's all relative to where you are at and what you want to accept for you in your life and i think a huge component about m- my coaching style and and anyone that i hope to attract or 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 inspire is your own inner knowing is powerful if you choose to listen to it and believe in it And I feel like when we're making a decision about anything in life, anything at all, we get to a point and just think about, um, think about a recent decision that you had to make. Um, Maybe that was adding a dog to your family or not. Yeah, like, okay, do we do that? Do we do, okay. Well, you reach a point where you make the decision. You're like, we're making the decision and we're getting the dog. What happens in your soul, your heart, your being at that point is that since you confirmed That you have made the decision you've consciously or subconsciously have accepted whatever's coming after that right like i've made my decision and for better or worse what comes after i'm just gonna have to accept that right and i think when we can bring ourselves to our own inner knowing and saying okay i have this decision to make in my life what do i really want from this does this really align with who i am and, and getting quiet and really listening to that and saying, okay, I'm making this decision and then you're going to accept whatever comes after that. That is, I think, one of the first um, things I started to do in my practice of just my own inner healing and inner reflection of awareness that had built the resiliency, that had built the process to say, what is my belief system? Am I even aware of it? Am I curious enough to, to think about it? And then saying, okay, once I know I have my inner knowing, I'm I'm just good. I'm gonna have to live whatever whatever comes after that. And then I I think that builds resilience over time. So to make that connection with I, I love that you said that about that, about that kid. It's like, okay, hey, that's gonna build over time for him. And it clearly already has. I didn't know what grit was at age 10. I didn't even know that word. That's a that's a huge word for a 10-year-old to know, right? man, I just, I do, I encourage us all to think about the words that we speak to ourselves and the words that we speak over our children, our relatives, our relationships and saying, okay, is this, is this a powerful word? And is that really true for who I am right now? Um, And just making that conscious connection with that. So thank you for for saying that.
1: Yeah. And also it's a surrender too, right? You're saying about you, once you decide to go for it and then whatever it is, then then you have to surrender. Like, so you do your stuff, you work, you do what you have to do, you try your best, you try to formulate a plan. And if it doesn't work out, it's not nothing really to do with you. Like, it was never supposed to work out. So, right, right. Yeah. yeah. So, I think I saw Neil Donald Walsh. You like Neil Donald Walsh?
0: I do. I do. That's actually a funny story about Neil Donald Walsh and um, the connection with Mind Valley. I didn't know that he was on Mind Valley for a long time. Um, about five or six years ago, a good friend of mine, um, she, her mother wrote, I went to visit her up in Connecticut and I'm very good friends with her. And her mother is the sweetest woman, but she wrote this little note on a, on a post-it note and um, gave it to me. And I just kind of, you know, stuck it in my wallet one day. And I'm like, oh, that's a really cool quote. And it it has lived in my wallet for about five, six years. And during our Mind Valley quest... I was pulling out my wallet, and this little blue sticky note came out, and I read it, and it read, um, "You are the source rather than the seeker of that which you desire," and it was that time period. It was that day. It was just the perfect moment that I had to pull that out, and I and I didn't even know who spoke it. So I was typing it in. I researched it, and it was Neil Donald Walsh, and that quote has been something very significant in my life and it is very meaningful to me but it is something that i've held on to and so hearing neil donald walsh and the conversations with god and just just who he is as a being just spoke to me and um i've just held on to that yeah i am the source rather than the seeker of that which i desire and that does not mean that I'm in full control, but that that does mean that I can create the life that I wish to live. So I choose.
1: Wow, so awesome! And so also these nickels, you like? There's so
0: many, but oh, there's. You know that question was really hard to answer. You know who who's your favorite Mind Valley teacher? Um, and. I would say that that will also to evolve right right now. That those were the first two that came to mind immediately, and Lisa Nichols has been impactful for me with her visualization quest and what that has done for me personally and in my coaching business. Um, her voice, her story, her just her energy that she brings is this powerhouse with equal calmness of this, just this motherly nature about her. And blending both of those worlds and listening to her has just been very impactful for me. And I have been obsessed with visualizations since. And that's a huge part about my coaching business is to take on can can we think in images right we, we speak words but our mind thinks in, in images and if we can just elevate our power within imagery and visualization what what is that going to do and getting curious about that again but Lisa Nichols and that visualization quest that hit me and has done a tremendous shift in my mental state and in, in my energy and just in my thought process in general so I I'm just I'm obsessed with Lisa
1: yeah, we talk about meditation, we talk about journaling, we talk about exercise, eating right, all these things, thinking right. Visualization is huge. Like it's one of those things. If you don't know what you want to get in the future and you're not thinking about it, dreaming about it, you're gonna walk right past it. You're gonna see I mean the life that you want is there and you might miss it because you never thought about it. If you look at any athletes, I always take this into sports because visualization is huge. Aaron Rodgers is a quarterback in the NFL. And he was like MVP one year. And they said like, it seemed like you knew what play they were gonna do every time. And he's like, cause I did. He pictured the guys. He went through it in his mind all winter. He watched the videotape, but he would see a guy if he had three fingers down or two fingers, or if his toe was pointed out, he knew what play the guy was gonna run because he went through every player on the other team, but then he visualized, okay, when I'm playing, and the guy does that, I'm going to go here. Jack Nichols is one of the greatest golfers ever. He said he never took a shot without visualizing it first. And then if there's some um, baseball fans, the biggest blooper ever in baseball was like, I don't know, 1981. I don't know what year, around there. It was really old. But this guy, Bill Buckner, first baseman, he let the ball roll right through his legs in the first base, and his team lost the other team came back and they lost right and this guy was the best first baseman at his position and they asked him, like so how could this possibly happen like this guy's air rate was like 0. 0.0003 how could this happen like it was the easiest most simple play he's been doing it since he was three years old it's the most fundamental thing 21 days before a reporter asked him like what are you thinking about the world series and he's like I'm having nightmares that I'm going to let the winning run roll through my legs on a short ground to the first base, And it's like he was visualizing and he said it out loud to the reporter. Right. And so, yeah, I think that's um, a really big one. And then my next question would be, this is a phase four podcast and phase four in the six phase meditation is all about creating your future three years out. Where is Kayla three years from today?
0: I love this question and I equally hate it. So in 3 years I see myself fully established in my coaching business meaning that clients are authentically being attracted to my ter- my material being attracted to to me there's not this um you know right now as anything builds you're you're kind of you're pushing things out to the universe versus you know allowing it to come to you and so i see myself in, in three years really having um just the flow of my coaching business and people authentically being attracted to my content and wanting to work with me um, but i also see i i see this dynamic that it's not just one thing i see this also evolving where i hope to do workshops and speaking engagements and retreats i have a huge vision for a retreat center one day creating a place with multiple coaches with multiple healers with with people just within their own craft coming to this place and allowing a space for people to come and truly receive it coming to this retreat center and and putting on a full-blown um just just a, a safe space in, a, in an area where people can come and and get still and get connected and um, finding out what their purpose is if they have no clue okay, let's get a little closer um, but really bringing that that awareness to them through through a retreat center and um, and after that really expanding um, I think my, my creations. I have a, another business I make as candles. And that has been something that I've connected with a, a friend. she she got me into making candles, and it had I didn't think it had anything to do with coaching until I started pouring candles. And there is so much to a candle that relates to life that I've been my it has taught me so much. A candle has taught me so much, but but light has taught me a lot as well, right? And um, through that experience of of creating candles, I hope that evolves to different creations. I have it on my heart to make journals. I would love to make journals. I would love to make a gift box for clients that come and everything in it is either made by me or another small business owner that I've connected with. But um, really in three years to not go too far, I just, I hope that my coaching business is one that flows, that I'm helping a lot of people. And it's not just me, that the people that I help are helping others and we're doing it together. And um, hopefully a retreat is in there and yeah, making some candles.
1: This is awesome. So anybody who's just listening to the audio, you can't see it, but Kayla's smiling so much. And when you spoke about that, like you got brighter and brighter. And so that's how you know where your heart's at when you, those kind of things. Um, And so, yeah, we covered quite a bit of uh, topics here today, like resilience. evolution, expansion. And what I love about you too is the same like me is that do the work on yourself and then you give it to others. And so, um, kind of as we wind down now, is there anything else you want to talk about? What do you do for fun, pleasure,
0: rest, repair? Yeah. Anything in nature outside in that sunshine. I am addicted to sunshine. I I moved to get closer to it. Um, so I would say anything by sunshine, by water, Um, I have a puppy, as I know that you know, and you do too. And I have really learned a lot through puppy training. Oh, my gosh. So really anything outdoors with her, with friends and family and um, just my people. I've learned this year has been a tremendous amount of change through the people that, that have stuck around through some hard times. So really for fun is just hanging out with, with those people, creating memories, doing fun, having a lot of fun. I like to have fun. You know, we talk about some deep stuff all the time and it gets serious, but kind of having those releases and letting go, getting in nature and, um, yeah, just having some fun.
1: I love it. I was thinking earlier today, I went down by the water and I was singing like how you move towards the water and like that most of the world lives near the water just because of mm-hmm ancient trade routes and boats and we didn't have cars and we couldn't fly. And there's something about it. And then when you're talking about candles, it's like almost like the idea of making a candle, you kind of flow a little bit with it. And then it's hard. Sometimes you have to put up this hard outside, but on the inside, it's soft and warm and like, I don't know. Yeah. Yeah.
0: And see so so, you, now you're but, looking at your candle and you are be like, okay, what else can I learn from this? I'm telling you, man, you let me know.
1: <laughs> yeah. And so the dog, what's a dog name? Kaya. Kaya, yeah. Nice. Yeah. No, So when you were talking earlier about dogs, you make an agreement, you get a dog, and then you get one, it comes with it. That's not what happened here. <laughs> My <laughs> wife just brought home a dog. It was like, here, here's a <laughs> dog. Now you see, you can't see no one's a dog's here. So... Oh, not at all. Um, <laughs> so I guess as we wrap up, if this is a good episode it resonated with you share with your friends share with your family someone who can get some value out of it because I know the nuggets that Kayla delivered today there's so many um I guess my final question is where can people reach you
0: yeah so I can be found um on my Instagram which is at Kayla McGuire I can also be found on my website which is just Um I'm on Facebook which is Kayla McGuire Coaching And really through those three platforms, you can, you can find me on there and get connected. Um, I also will be starting a, um, a Facebook group soon called the Rise Tribe. So if you are interested in getting connected with other like-minded people, or if you like my content, we're just going to have, create a space where we can get on there and, and chat and elevate each other and, um, really just start to ignite something awesome. So.
1: I love it. I saw that Rise, um, before and still... this is going to date me now, age me, but the day I was born, the number one song in the Billboard Hot 100 was called Rise.
0: Right on. Okay. Okay. So that lands for you. See, it speaks to everyone in a different manner.
1: Yeah. Right that.
0: Anything else before we go? JP, thank you so much for having me on. I really appreciate it, man. And um, you're just doing incredible work and having incredible people on your podcast. I'm just, I'm really thankful for your gift and you giving it and taking that full on.
1: Thank you so much. That means a lot. There was a time last year, actually, I was kind of confused at something. I don't even think you know, but um you helped me. It was with the numbers thing. And I was kind of conflicted at which way to go, and I really wasn't sure. And couple of things you said made me realize, Hey, actually, yeah, this is what I'm supposed to be doing. And, and once you see it and plan for it, you start to see it. So thank you.
0: Yeah, you got it. Thanks so much for having me on. I really appreciate it. <laughs>